Milicic. 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 over Milicic. Milicic. Tuck, tuck. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 166. My name is CJ Schrader and with me for one last time, the two best co-hosts a person could ever have. First off, we have Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And Brian Perlman. Oh, you had to start on a sad note. I did. And you sound so happy about it. Sad oh, for is. you. Suckers. He is happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, for anybody that doesn't oh. know what's going on there, that that this uh, CJ is alluding to the fact that this is his last episode uh, as a host of the show. Uh, he has uh, decided to move on to other things from JudgeCast and as uh, we have already made clear several times, and I just want to reiterate this, that is not because of any disagreement that he has with with I or Brian. That's just, you know, he's decided to move on to other things, and we, of course, wish him the best with that. Yeah, it's more accurate to say I've decided to move on from judging. Yeah, and, well, that's true, too. And therefore, JudgeCast. If I could figure out a way to make JudgeCast still work, where I didn't have to ever read the IPG <laughs> again, I would. But I can't. So... We'll just start. Uh, we'll just let's we'll change the name. We'll call it Not So Judge Cast. Well, okay. Yeah, actually, I, I mean, we did it. We did it once before, about a year ago, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> a little over a year ago. It was two men in a Judge Cast. Two men in a Judge Cast. All right, but we have a we have a fun episode today. Uh, so I thought this would be a great one to go out on. Uh, so we have a very special guest with us. The one, the only, Jacob Milicic. Milicic. Thank Milicic. you. Ah, uh, Milicic. <laughs> We may we have gone rounds of it. We practiced. Jeez. I don't know why. I... Uh, all right, start over. Just start over the whole episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, all right, Jacob. So you're here uh, from Judge of the Week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that and, is accurate. Uh, we, we decided to have another Judge of the Week episode because, I mean, once again, it was, what, four years ago when we last it had It was one? a while. I don't know what it was yeah. exactly, but it was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Well, we didn't decide. We were asked if we would if we wanted to be yeah. Judge of the Week again, and in true Judge Cast fashion, it was only if it's on air, yeah, only <laughs> right? If yeah, we get like... a episode out of it, right? Uh, I asked if I could, you know, ask you guys a bunch of questions on paper, and you said, "Well, we want to make it an episode." Yeah. So and here I am. Thank you yep. for doing that. We want to make it a lot more work for you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm gonna. Well. I'm possibly going to delegate some of the transcriptions so that I don't Excellent. have to do it all myself. Uh, yeah, but this transcribing thing is just crazy. Like, right, that's, and that's we're gonna crazy talk. we're gonna be sure to give them lots of fun things to transcribe. I'm sure you will. Milichichi. Milichi. <laughs> uh, so Jacob, tell us. Can you tell us a little bit about the Judge of the Week program project, and uh, you know maybe what your role is on it? Sure. So Judge of the Week, in essence, is a project to highlight. Uh, judges from around the world for the benefit of other judges. So what we do is we uh, we get some submissions from people who, who nominate a particular judge that, that they are impressed with, that they enjoy working with, that they think is something special that really means we want to showcase this judge, and they submit that as a nomination to Judge of the Week. And then we, uh, being some of the interviewers on the project, end up contacting those individuals. We send them a journalist-style questionnaire with some generic questions and also some questions that are more tailored to what's specific about them, and then build that into an article that's posted on the Magic Judges blog. So 
blogs.magictreasures.org slash J-O-T-W is where you can go to see all of the profiles of all of the judges we've ever done. And as is the name, Judge of the Week, we want to kick one of these out every single week. I am filled with regret that I have never on my own been a Judge of the Week when Brian Prilliman has. That is a travesty, CJ. I felt like that was Why didn't your co-hosts nominate you? I don't know. You know, what are you going to do, right? Uh, I, I was actually, I was actually also requested to be judge of the week again the week, the, the week we got suspended. <laughs> True story. So, you also asked about my role on the project. Yes. So, I personally am in a role that uh, is referred to as manager. So, my job is is very organizational in nature, uh, and very much not doing things like being on judge cast. But hey, it was my idea, so I get to do it. <laughs> There are benefits to being in a position of power, but what I do is I assign uh, the different interviews, the different nominations that we get to our pool or our stable of interviewers and say, these are the ones you're responsible for. I have a tracking sheet for saying, uh, for getting progress updates, status updates, so I know which ones are going to be closer to publication, which ones are going to be ready to have proofreader look at them and then finally when one is going to be close to ready to publish so that we can build out our schedule and know that we're going to hit those one week marks so i work a lot with spreadsheets and i work a lot with with talking with the individuals in the project also communicating with our leader michael aerosmith uh, about what we want the direction to be any special features who gets those special features because those invariably involve additional work and generally just try to make sure people are doing a good job, helping them out when they're struggling, dealing with WordPress technical issues. I somehow got that job too. <laughs> hmm. So, no, that was suddenly like, I have problems with WordPress issues. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, it was immediately this like, hmm. Only one project. I heard Only you're good with project. computers, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to but, make them words show up on them pages all pretty like. I do. I did, a, in fact, help a, a judge on a different blog with WordPress issues. So, so we have a specific yesterday. plan on judgecast.com, and that's don't change anything. Because <laughs> it works. So yep. just come in, make a post, because if, if it messes up, I don't know what to do, and I don't want <laughs> So just come in, make the post, move on. Sure. Uh, so, Jacob, kind of an unfair question, but how often do you guys post? Once a week. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. So oh, wow. since, since I've come onto the project, uh, we have had a post every week. That's that's impressive. We have not missed a week. Now, there was uh, – so I, I came on the project just this last year in, goodness, I want to say April – uh, and it was a, you know, it, it was, they were having some issues, uh, needed some, needed some more effort, some more people who had the time to invest into it. And, uh, along case, so that was when Michael went from the position that I'm in to the position that he is in now as the, the editor slash lead for the project. Mm-hmm. So once we got that, uh, there was enough enthusiasm that we've managed to, to push and make sure we get one every single week and that it's meeting our quality standards as well, which I, I'm happy to say that I really hope that continues. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, so in, in, and I wasn't trying to poke fun. I just knew no. uh, in the past they went to every other week, but you know, you guys are kind of already tied into the name. It's not like you can change the name. Right. Exactly. So kind of funny to me. Uh, and interestingly, awesome. there's, there's been something that's come up recently uh, where we're asking about, you're talking about, 
changing how we do certain interviews, putting a little bit more, shall we say, creative writing into them, making jazzing them up a bit, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot more work. So there's, oh, yeah. you know, there's a concern about keeping the weekly schedule. Still, oh, still an interesting idea, and still something that uh, that's being looked into. So we're we're not saying no, uh, just. Well, there, there are challenges there that uh, we want to make sure we address. So definitely mad props for being able to stick on a schedule. Uh, we we know how hard it is. It's tough it looks, yeah. It, yeah. it is. That, and that that's, is that's one of the reasons we've always been every other week, to be honest. Right, because right, we knew if it was every week, it just wouldn't happen. And credit but where imagine... credit's due, that's, that's really the part of the whole team. We've got a great uh, stable of interviewers who – when one of them's falling, when one of them's got got problems, one of them's can't invest the time. Other people will step up, and we've got enough of that going on that we're just constantly able to to produce the content, or at least we have been since I've come on. So, thanks to the entire team, if you're listening, uh, you guys are great. Always come up with ideas. Tick. So you've got 99 problems, but a pitch isn't one. Oh, oh nice. Man. All right. Wow. All right. Uh, did you guys have any other questions about the Judge of the Week program? I did not. Project, I guess. I, I guess we both called it a program. Project. It's, actually a project. it's a project. Um, so uh, if we don't, then as I understand it, uh, this is going to be kind of a you interviewing us episode. Correct. Um, so let's go ahead and get started with that. What questions do you have for us? All right. So this first one for anybody who's listening to JudgeCast doesn't need the answer, but again, we're planning to transcribe this, and some people who might be reading the article might not be familiar. So, CJ, for those who yes. might not be familiar, what is JudgeCast? So, you know, it's it's kind of funny, because I think on the website you'll see JudgeCast has a little slogan of, like, uh, a Magic Rules podcast by judges for judges, and it's never really been just that, right? It's been a podcast with um, three judges on, who have a deep interest in the rules, have a deep interest in the policy, and we talk about kind of judge-related topics, but a lot of it has player overlap, and we've seen that time and time again. I mean, simply enough, we would not have the listener base we ha- we would have if it was solely judges. Right. Uh, you know, so we, we also try to keep in mind that, you know, people just interested in the rules, just interested in, in sometimes even becoming a better Magic player, uh, listen as well. So it's just basically the rules-focused podcast so jess you talked about this earlier how long has your team been doing judge cast that's a great question um cj and i started with uh, episode number 34 uh on march 14th 2012 uh and very quickly thereafter b prill came on as a guest and then soon became uh just a host that was on the show all the time uh, only a couple of episodes later. Uh, and I, I point out that it was episode number 34 because even though we've been doing this for almost five years now, there were 33 episodes of JudgeCast before uh, CJ and I took the reins of it and, and kind of pointed the project in a new direction. Um, prior to that, uh, it had been run by uh, Sean Kanese, uh, uh, Ricky Hayashi, and Jose Bovida. And... Uh, they they did great stuff. They have some really good episodes. Uh, they're a little out of date now, but they have good episodes. Uh, but they're they were wrapped up in a lot of different projects and other things, and weren't able to necessarily 
uh, do it every week. So it kind of fell by the wayside for them. So we picked it up and and kind of ran with it in a new direction. And we've been doing it for about five years now, which is insane. I never would have guessed that five years later I would still be doing this podcast. Uh, and like, or that we would even have ever been able to still have content to talk about five years later. Oh, come on. We still have lists in that topic spreadsheet that we've never touched. Yeah, I can't sure. remember the last time I looked at it, though. But so it, there are things in there. So it sounds like it's not a fair question to ask of Bpril. So we'll, we'll stick with you, Jess. What inspired you to get started? Or was it CJ that had the inspiration? Uh, it was actually kind of both. So um, CJ and I uh, had never met each other before the episode 34 of JudgeCast. Um, so... What ha- what happens here is uh, CJ and I had independently expressed interest in taking over JudgeCast uh, to Sean, and he went, I think you guys could do this together, and he put us both on an episode, and both of us were just basically like, oh, who the heck does this guy think he is? Uh, and <laughs> <Was I? laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little, I'm being a little, yeah. a little facetious there, but um, no, it was, it was. Uh, I, I think both of us, we really wanted to do this thing. We didn't know who this other host was, and we didn't know if it was going to work out well. And we just went into it and did it, and it, it, it turned out great. Um, but the reason that uh, – uh, what was – I'm sorry, was your initial question? Um, what inspired you to get started? What, what, what inspired me to get started? So uh, it was a combination of things. Uh, partly I wanted to find a new way to get back to the community. Partly I wanted JudgeCast as – a concept to be one that I liked the concept of a, of a podcast for judges, but I also knew that it wasn't happening regularly and I thought that it could. Um, and I also just at the time I was trying to find more ways to become involved in the, in the magic judge community. And I felt like this was one. Um, and it turns out it was, although in completely different ways than I expected, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, but uh, my, my inspiration was, was I was looking for something to get involved with, and this was something that I seemed it seemed like I could really, really kind of get my teeth into. Yeah, and my my answer is around the same as Jess's. You know, I was just a big fan of JudgeCast, and JudgeCast didn't exist anymore, and I wanted JudgeCast to exist again. And so, if that meant uh, that I had to be one of the ones doing it, no problem. Sure. But, well, I think uh, there. Are... Uh, CJ is uh, the original JudgeCast super fan. I am. Uh, <laughs> right. And no one can ever take that away. Sure. But I, I do want to ask Brian, like, why did Brian stick around? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, Brian. You didn't have to. <laughs> no. Um, well, so uh, around this particular point in time, uh, I had a podcast uh, focused on casual magic, uh, kitchen table magic that had come to an end. And I enjoyed it. Uh, and judging was something that I thought I was okay at. Uh, you know, I had, we'd actually, Started also had thought about reviving Judge Cast and recorded an episode uh, with uh, with Ben McDowell and and Deborah Freeland. Uh, we talked about I think it was lapsing triggers, um, and we just straight off topic and it never never came to fruition. Uh, when CJ started it up, he was like, "Hey, you've done this before. Do you want to come on and be a guest? You've done some relevant stuff." And I did it. And CJ was a good guy. This Dunks guy was pretty okay. Uh, so, so I just uh, you know stuck around, and uh, uh, they they I followed them home, and they let uh, they kept me. <laughs> right. Yeah. They just put for a while. It was just them leaving a little bowl outside their door 
Yeah. And uh, they'd come out in the morning and like the food would be gone. And they were like, oh, he's still here. Yep. And then must still be Brian. Then must yep. still be Brian. <laughs> yeah. And then I started leaving like little dead birds on their porch. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, oh, maybe we should have him on a podcast some more. Oh, fantastic. I, I can say I really appreciate the, the product that you guys put out. So, Brian, we all hear the finished product, but we never actually hear what goes on behind the scenes. What all is involved in making a typical episode of JudgeCast beyond just you guys talking into a microphone over a Skype call or what have you? Uh, so it's a lot. It's a it's an exercise in controlled chaos, uh, <laughs> off off the air. Uh, it's more like some, gently guided <laughs> chaos. Uh, sure. Um, so typically, what'll happen is we run the gambit of having a, a series of episodes planned out six weeks in advance. Uh, to the day before it'll be, hey, uh, we don't have a topic yet. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> um, and so uh, a lot of times, a lot of times there's a lot of things that are very set on, on schedules like the, the FAQ episodes, the policy updates. Um, sometimes there's a big, big happening in the magic community uh, that we want to talk about or there's a guest that we want to we want to schedule. So we'll do those kind of things high, uh, far in advance and we'll talk about them. Other things are, you know, we will uh, address in a very short term. Hey, let's talk about combat. OK, uh, you know, CJ spends uh, an hour or two writing up the, the show notes. Uh, we'll go in and uh, add our own flare comments to it and then we'll just run run the show from there uh what we typically do um is it's nine o'clock every tuesday every other tuesday we begin with technical difficulties um right uh, what like like tonight uh like tonight yeah, the, 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 the software that records isn't necessarily working or somebody has to reboot or someone's microphone doesn't work yeah. or or something along those lines. And yeah, just to jump in on that, I have two programs recording right now. And Brian, do you have one going? I do have one. Yeah, that's how that's how is that so that you don't potentially drop an episode. Yes, because it's happened. Uh, yeah, sure. that's that actually happened once. And since then, multiple backups have put in place. We recorded an entire episode once to find and out it was that release. Notes. That, <sighs> yeah, it was a release notes episode where we've gone through a whole lot of information and it was relatively time sensitive and found out at the end of the episode mm-hmm. that, did, that we just didn't record. And I remember we, listening to that episode and hearing about that. And yeah. then so we had to re-record it again the next night. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, it just it was sad because it wasn't as good the second time. Honestly, no. it wasn't as good. Like, it, it, we, like, because a lot of the stuff we do, a lot of the jokes we do, or what, or just conversation we have is very spontaneous. So to have it again, kind of felt awkward. So uh, this is all reasonably off the cuff, right, guys? You don't do any kind of rehearsals. There's no, no. script associated with this, there's no other than a. But well, the, the show uh, notes. there's yeah, we do we do have a set in, of notes that we go off of for a topic. The notes can be uh, very in detail uh, for topics that we really need a lot of detail about, uh, or they can be very, very brief, uh, kind of just footnotes for things. Um, And also, you know, it depends on, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, If we have what what Brian likes to call a rulesy episode, we're going to have a lot of notes because obviously – we're going to hit all these rules. You know, if we talk about state-based actions, we have to make sure we hit all the state-based actions or what's mm-hmm. the point. But, uh, you know, if you go to 
uh, what Brian would call a Hugsy episode. Behind <laughs> you the call scenes. them Hugsy episodes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he says we have we have rulesy episodes and Hugsy episodes, and this would be a Hugsy episode that we're having right now, right? Yeah. And right. Uh, the, the Hugsy episodes are the ones where you know we'll have somebody on, but we're not talking about a magic rules thing or a policy change. We're just talking about a particular topic, and, and those tend to be a lot more freeform. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's Makes it's sense. we do we do po- policy rulesy episodes, Hugsy episodes. Also, community falls in the the hugsy stuff. Sure, hugsy. sure. So, I'm going to say question. hugsy one more time for the person transcribing this. <laughs> sure, hugsy. So they have to figure out how to spell it. Yeah, yeah well, h h u g s y. There you go. Thank you for helping. Yeah. So, last I hope question. That spelled it like five times before they get to that point. <laughs> or, or, when, or when they type out. The fact that I spelled it, if it if they do H dash U dash G dash, and now they got to type that. Out. Now they have to type. <laughs> okay, all right. You're gonna have a lot they got to type out. We, so. we, we, we got to move so. on. So, last question for uh, people who aren't listening, I guess. Uh, where do you publish and advertise your completed episodes? Presumably because the people who are listening find these, and who takes care of that publishing and and advertising? Okay, so I think I'll tackle this. Uh, so Let's we do. post. <laughs> So we started on mtgcast.com, um, and since after that, we got our own domain, which was kind of its own story, because for a while we were, was it mtgjudgecast.com? Yes, we were, because JudgeCast yeah. was a taken domain, yeah. we owned it. Yeah, and we were, we were like mad, because it's like, who has this domain? Why can't we have it? And then one day, Jose Bovido comes out of nowhere, and he's like, oh, I have that domain. You guys want it? And I'm like, yeah, we want that domain. Um, so we got the judgecast.com domain. And so judgecast.com is our primary place to find it. Um, but we also post on mtgcast.com uh, from JudgeCast. It automatically posts to Facebook on our Facebook group. Twitter, it posts to uh, iTunes from our RSS feed. It posts to the Zune store, I believe, still. Uh, <laughs> Stitcher still Radio. I don't know, man. I, I oh. mean, I set that up a long time ago. I don't know if it ever went away. Uh, and Stitcher Radio. So those are all automatic, uh, not MTGcast. And then... We, well, that we, reminds me. I saw that you can get podcasts on Spotify now. We need to figure that one out. Ooh. Okay. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Google Play. Okay. Let me ask this. Uh, this this might be. Did we get JudgeCast in response to? Do you remember MTGCast started putting ads at the beginning of every podcast? Yes. Yes, that actually did happen. Uh, we used to be hosted only on the MTGCast.com website, and when they had a change in management. Uh, they, Actually, it was before the change in management. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, you're right that it was before that. But they they had uh, they were trying to advertise more, and so they said that they were going to start putting an advertisement at the beginning of every podcast that was published on their site. And we went, well, we don't feel comfortable with that because we don't know what you're going to be advertising, and went and got our own site. Right. Fortunately, that didn't last very long because we weren't the only podcast that felt that way. Um, <laughs> and uh, so so now we publish in both locations. Right. Cool. It's it's always been for for advertising. It's always been or, or sponsorship or something. It's always been this weird uh, relationship or, or thought process we've had where we don't want to necessarily feel beholden to any specific uh, any specific uh, uh, sponsor. Uh, yet at the same time, boy, we could use the money. Right. You know? Yeah. This is right. this is something we have done for five years for free. By the way. Yep. Right. Yep. So so it's uh, it's like not for free at a loss to Jess. That's true, right. actually. Yeah. Yes. Jess pays the server cost. So we don't oh. bring that up enough. Okay. Well, thank you, Jess. Oh, yes, thank you, Jess. Um, so uh, to finish or, answering that question, yes. we also post on the judge forums. 
We update a blog on the Judge website that I don't even know how to find, but we update it. Hmm. Uh, we post on Reddit, MTG Judge Reddit, Magic Judge Reddit, MTG Judge, that's what it is. Uh, I think that's everywhere. Yeah. And we'll, we'll occasionally uh, cross-post if the episode mm. is one that, that is specifically of interest to players, then we'll we'll put in the main uh, MTG or right. uh, Magic TCG Reddit. So this the, the second part of this question was who takes care of those things. So when you're saying we, which of you takes care of publishing on these platforms or do you split it up? It's historically almost always been CJ. Yeah. Although a number okay. of those things are automatically handled as soon as we post it in uh, right. on the JudgeCast website. They are automatically sent to several places, and then the rest of it's done manually. Uh, we, although all yeah. of us have okay. done it at some point. CJ wrote us instructions. Yes, sure. which included so, the words, if you're reading this, I'm probably dead. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. So moving on, uh, Brian. This is possibly a bit of a loaded question given the content of this episode, but how long does a typical recording session for JudgeCast take? And do you have multiple sessions for an episode, or do you try to power through whatever the content, just hammer through in a single session? So uh, a typical recording session, so we we get online at 9. We typically start recording around 9.20 to 9.30. It might stretch to 9.40 if we're being excessively chatty. Uh, and then the episodes themselves will run anywhere from like an hour to an hour and 45 minutes, in which case we end it. And then we spend somewhere between five to 30 minutes chatting again. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's basically, uh, we power through, we don't do multiple sessions unless at the end of it, we find out that we had a problem with the recording or in the uh, layers episode, we actually planned out a two-parter. Uh, it's pretty rare for us to do that, so we try and get through uh, everything that we want to get through in an episode. And we do shoot for an hour. I know we don't always hit it. I mean, sometimes it's impossible, but we shoot for it. So, Jess, yeah, do you keep? Do, can can you say to this? Do you keep all of the old raw recordings of the episodes, and how likely are we to see a blooper reel? Well, to the first point. Uh, I believe CJ has copies of all of them. I have copies of a, a few, but I believe no. CJ has copies of all of them. Is that accurate still? No, I don't not... keep the okay. raw audio. Um, I keep it for a couple weeks just to make sure that nothing crazy happens. But I don't have any of the raw audio except for last week's episode. So you uh, mean the, the, the pre-show banter is completely yeah. gone? Whew, thank, gone. You. thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank you. A lot of times thank we you. want that to be gone. So that's why I only keep it for two weeks. Uh, so and, and to answer your second question, uh, very unlikely that you would see a uh, Judge Cast blooper reel uh, in, the, in the near future. Um, well, the, so to be fair – um, there really aren't that many things that get cut out of an episode. You know, you, you've commented on the editing and nothing really like there aren't a whole lot of bloopers that get cut out. Sometimes mistakes will happen on the show and we often leave those in mm-hmm. because we, we, our listeners understand that we're human just like they are. And, and part of the appeal of a podcast is that they feel like we're kind of having a conversation with them. Right. And, and they get uh, that live experience as well. Right. Yes. Um, so unless the, the only times we'll go back and edit something are if uh, if there was something we said that we weren't supposed to, like we accidentally revealed something we know that that isn't coming out yet or something. Or if uh, uh, there's profanity, with the exception of one episode where we made a disclaimer at the beginning instead of. Mm-hmm. Edit. And uh, if uh, if there is a mistake that we 
if upon reflection we made a mistake that we think is likely to mislead people into making mistakes themselves. So if if for example I got a rules question wrong in answering an email and we spent enough time talking about it when it was when our answer was wrong that we're like okay if we don't cut that out then somebody's going to think that that answer is right then mm-hmm. then we'll cut it out but usually we don't cut anything. Yeah, and just I mean I've said it before but if you hear us say Oh, we'll cut that out later. That is, that's a joke. <laughs> if you've ever actually heard us say it, it was a joke. Uh-huh. Um, except one time, but I got that out after about 20 minutes of right. the episode. Only right. one time have I ever made that mistake. Right. But if you ever actually hear it, it, it was a joke. So this could be a short question, and it can be gener- uh, directed generally at first. Are there unique roles and responsibilities each of you have? I think that that... that that's true that we do have unique roles and, respon- roles and responsibilities, but I don't think that's because it's been assigned. It just kind of formed that way. Um, so, Jess, what are what are CJ's unique roles and responsibilities? Okay, so CJ has taken on himself all of the um, the stuff that, for lack of a better way of putting it, I, I like to call it grunt work, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. Um, he takes on the when, when we do have editing he takes on the editing he gets every episode ready for for being published he puts every makes sure that everything is posted where it needs to go and when something breaks he takes care of it um so that's the stuff he's been doing for basically all of the last five years um and uh you know it's that's that's been you know, we've mentioned a few times um that if it weren't for cj JudgeCast wouldn't have lasted as long as it has and mm-hmm. I, 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 I 100% believe that's true. Moving forward, we're obviously going to have to change that up. And uh, Brian and I are going to take on a lot more of that responsibility. But CJ has been kind of the behind-the-scenes guy, uh, the, the behind-the-scenesy stuff, as, as Dr. Who would say. Um, and uh, that's, that's his main role. On the show, he also has an important role, and that role is to keep us on track. The vast majority <laughs> of the time... We might be talking about something. We might be going into detail uh, or having a story that's going on too long uh, that's just excessive. Or we might be going way off topic, and he will be the one to say, okay, so as a reminder, we were talking about this. Let's get let's get to the next one. And then he tries to have segues to go into the next topic. I say tries <laughs> because they're not always the greatest. He's got about five years worth of practice at that. <laughs> so – He's so you'd it. think it would be better, but it's all right. I like it. <laughs> it's one of the. It's one of his. Uh, it's one of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's part of his charm. Yeah, sure. Charm. So CJ, what yeah. what does Brian bring that is that is unique? What responsibilities does Brian take on that that are unique to him? I um I've always made Brian handle the guests. <laughs> I feel very ha- I feel very well handled. So that's yeah. Good. Like Brian talked to you, right? Like not. Just I don't do it. I don't talk to any guest. <laughs> Actually, Jacob talked to us. Yep. Oh yeah. That's he right. like, Jacob approached us. Yeah. He was like, he was like, he's like, hey guys, are we doing this? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so did you want to talk about these questions? Yeah. Here are the questions. Do you yeah. think they're good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say this to imply that Jess isn't also the same. But Brian has a very deep policy knowledge, um, and I think. Uh, you know, I know, I know you're not asking me about Jess, but I feel like Jess really brought that regular REL experience to us that I don't think Brian and I had at all. Um, but Brian has a deep policy knowledge, you know, probably partially because of his work on the AIPG and all that. But is that where the "I keep it fun" out for Jess came from? 
No, that's just us <laughs> stealing the <laughs> stealing the ending of the original show. You know, oh. actually, I think for the first probably uh, uh, probably ten or so episodes, I don't even think we were consistent on who did which part of that. Oh, sure. really? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Brian has always had the like random weird thing at the end, but like, yeah, like me and CJ, I think switch back and forth, right? Um, and uh, it just kind of fell into a pattern. So, so bringing it back around, Brian, Brian, what does uh, Jess do that is unique? What so does he bring to the table, and, and well, what are his responsibilities? So, in a lot of in a lot of ways, I see I see Jess as kind of the 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 yin to my yang, as it were. Um, <laughs> Whereas, whereas I'm, you know, a little more uh, uh, goofy, and uh, uh, Jess is Jess is more more businesslike. He also has uh, a lot more uh, practical event experience. Um, he he travels a lot. He goes to a lot of the large events. Uh, so, whereas when we when we talk about policy and we talk about rules and we talk about events, we're both coming at it from very different uh, perspectives. And so Jess brings a lot of that to the table. Also, um, uh, he is he's constantly focusing on um, how much we're how much time we're we're spending on something. And is it really relevant uh, going through the show notes, whittling things down uh, to to the core importance of it? Uh, whereas I, t- I tend to like to exp- uh, pontificate uh, on things uh, just as a lot more matter of fact. Come on, we got to get this done. Uh, so so just just definitely brings that. He brings a ton of policy uh, knowledge and experience, event experience, rules, depth, all the all of that. Sure. OK, so that, that was a very question. nice way of saying I talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but you're very concise about it, apparently. <laughs> so you talk a lot in few words. That's a talent I wish I had. So it, this could be a short answer, but is there anybody involved with the project beyond the three of you? Like, do you have anybody who uses a test audience? Does anybody contribute to the success of JudgeCast beyond the three of you? That test audience thing is a really good idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, no, I, we re-record it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, We're not going to fix it. So uh, <laughs> the answer, the short answer to your question is is no. Um, every once in a while, somebody will be involved in individual episodes, but it's not in any way consistent. I can't think of anybody that has, uh, in a capacity other than being a guest, been involved with the show more than once. That's not the three of us. Uh, and I could be mistaken about that. Uh, so please, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, no, no, it's it's pretty much just been the three of us. And I don't I don't want to undersell the importance of the guests, right? We've had some great guests yeah. and and had some great episodes because of it. Uh, but it's mostly us. And I mean, you know, I I could put out a call tomorrow and be like, hey, can we get someone to volunteer to edit the show? And I bet we would get volunteers, right? Yep. Um, but it just it slows things down. I mean, to have someone else do it, and you know, it, it it's nice to have someone else do it, but it's not just able... it's not just that, but it's you know we've we've all become really good friends. This is when this podcast started out. Uh, we probably could have pulled some people in and made it and made it into a program project, but it's not. It's this is this is our intellectual property, as it were. So you know, if we have somebody come in, it's we're kind of inviting them into our business. 
in in that regard. So it, it's we're going to be reluctant to like parse this stuff out. And like I said, it's not a judge pr- project, so it's not like you can apply to it and you know, hey, can I join your project? Can I join the judge right. project? The answer is going to be no because it's not a judge project. It's it's the three of us. Uh, working together, having a good respect for each other, coming together and talking about the stuff that we wanna that we wanna talk about. So on that topic, uh, moving along, Brian, how do you go about selecting special guests or selecting topics for that matter? Um, so I I do tend to pick be the be the guy that that picks the topics. Uh, what I normally do is I look at it and say, hey, it's been a while since we've had a Hugsy topic. Uh, what would be inappropriate? I, I, and I take the pulse of what's going on. You know, what are people talking about on on Reddit? What's the, the latest kerfluffle at the Pro Tour? There's another word for the transcriber, <laughs> kerfluffle. Um, what what are those things that that people are having are having trouble with or maybe if it's halloween coming up maybe we'll do a combat episode or we'll do a graveyard episode or something like that or you know hey this person did something cool let's see if we can get them as a guest to be on so yeah i kind of i kind of look ahead and see what what would be interesting to the community and then i we try and fill in the gaps with things that we haven't talked about in a while uh, sp- selecting special guests is a lot of times a week or two before the podcast, sometimes as much as a month. I just call up and say, hey, do you want to be on JudgeCast for X? There have been times where we have had a guest where it has been at 9.05. It's been hey, <laughs> down a person. Do you want to be on? We're talking about uh, tournament shortcuts. And so in that particular case, we'll pick somebody who um, I can call – uh, and get in, and very very shortly, there's no time to ramp up. They, I know that they know the material. Let's get them in and go. Sure. So, okay, CJ, how close are the three of you outside of JustCast? Is your relationship mostly professional? Are you friends? Are you best friends? Oh, it's purely professional. <laughs> After this call, we hang up and we don't talk again for two weeks. <laughs> so, Sounds... I mean, Brian, are you worked on your interplay very well then? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brian actually touched on this a little bit in that he said that each episode, even if we shoot for an hour long episode, we record for two hours. That's not like discussing the topic or anything. That's just talking. Mm-hmm. That's just what we do before and after the episode, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know Jess at the start. But, yeah, we're definitely friends now. Um, actually, Jess lives like 20 minutes from me now. And I know he's going to call out that I never try to hang out. But, you know, that's just me. That's not because of Jess. I don't hang out with anyone. <laughs> sure. So if I did, I'd hang out with you. You guys don't all live in in close physical proximity to each other, correct? No. So that's harder to do. I live eight hours south. Yeah. Sure. But Jess lives close. Yeah, I, sure. I, I didn't used to. I, he lived in California. I used to live in California, started. and then uh, and then I moved out here to Georgia. I live in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and um, uh, yeah, CJ lives not that far from me so he and i are actually close and, and a couple of times i've actually recorded from his office uh when mm-hmm. something had gone wrong or i didn't have power or internet or whatever um just go over there uh so yeah we we would i in case it's not clear friends is the answer to your question <laughs> sure <laughs> I, yeah, yes. yeah and then i knew i knew clear. brian before the show um so so and I, I don't really want to put you on the spot but i'd be remiss to not ask this question, CJ, you recently announced you'd be leaving the Judge program and JudgeCast 
Can you talk about why? Sure. I can talk about I mean, yeah. Will like you talk about happened. why? Yeah, I'll talk about why. It's no big deal. Like I said, it's not like something happened and it's like, oh, no, you know, there's drama. Scott Marshall said something mean to me. You know, that didn't happen. Uh, I don't know why I'm bringing up Scott Marshall. He's actually said very nice things in my post when I said I was leaving. Um, but the, uh, you know, I mean, the short answer is judging is just not really fun for me anymore. Um, the longer answer is I don't I don't really love policy right now. I don't. It feels too flowcharty, uh, might be how I describe it. I just feel like it, it's just getting more and more confusing. Are you referring to uh, Hidden Carter specifically, or do you actually think just in more general? More deck deckless problem sure. uh, is getting more and more like that. Uh, you know, I guess Miss Trigger's okay. See, when we only had Miss Trigger, it was like, okay, well, you have the one flowchart. Now it's, I don't know, they all feel like that to me. Um, I don't think the new sets are very exciting anymore. Um they, I don't know, it's just like, is, is, are people really excited about, uh, I don't even remember the names of the new mechanics. But Revolt? Revolt and Convoke One. Oh Improvise. man, I was, I was really excited about Morbid when it was Morbid. Yeah, <laughs> when it was Morbid. Uh, uh, Revolt's uh, not quite Morbid, but fair. Uh, yeah. But even to me, um, Energy Counters, Crew, I mean, these are all very boring. I don't know, the, it's just not clicking. It's just not clicking. Sure. Um, I brought up the story last time when I talked about this. Um, the the story of magic has gotten very uh, same five people centric, and it's getting pretty boring for me. And the story was what had kept me in the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna kill years. Gideon. They they got, they're gonna kill Gideon. Ooh. It's gonna happen. Really? You think so? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think so. We'll see. Because of Johnny. Not a up? Johnny. Or, or does Johnny just nah, show Johnny up to watch to other elsewhere. planeswalkers die? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, He's only done on. it once. It's not a trend yet. Hold on. How funny would it be, like, in a few other sets, it's like a Johnny shows up and all the Planeswalkers are like, oh, crap. Who's going who's gonna <laughs> to bite it? Scott? I would love uh, it if they went that meta with the story, just just for a little bit. Introduce some goofiness back into it. any rate, uh, thank you, <laughs> CJ. So, Justin Bipril, you alluded to this earlier. So, obviously, you plan to continue with just the two of you. Or are you looking for a third? Do you have anybody in mind to fill the void CJ's leaving behind? Uh, the answers to your questions <laughs> are, yes, we plan to continue. Uh, we have considered looking for a third, but might continue with just the two of us because we don't have we don't have somebody that we go, oh, yeah, that person is exactly the person we want. You know, um, that doesn't mean that there aren't great judges who who might not might or might not be available to to be on the show or or that there might not be great candidates for it um but to be completely honest uh because of the fact that cj is a very good friend of ours it's also emotionally difficult to say okay somebody else go fill these shoes um mm -hmm. and uh i don't think um I don't think that's going to be easy to do even if you find the perfect candidate right. I, I think those shoes are a lot of grunt work so it's like Right. It's, it's never going to be yeah. the same, right? It's never going to be the same. And I, th I think moving forward, you're going to see Brian and I take up a lot more of what we've frankly taken for granted that CJ has done. Yeah. Well, that was a depressing answer. Although <laughs> honest, and I appreciate it. It, <laughs> it would be my recommendation. This is my general podcast recommendation is to have three people. And that way, if one person doesn't can't make it for one day, you can still have an episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was probably my pitch to bring Brian on in the first place. It was, yeah. Uh, 
I think that's very important to a podcast because otherwise you get into a lot of a, oh, I, yeah, uh, my co-host was on vacation, so we just couldn't record this week. And it's just like, that's, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of credit goes there. Just our consistency is because of that. And it allows one person to be looking something up and researching it while the other two continue to talk and you don't notice. Yeah. Yes, which happens more often than I'd like to admit. Uh, yeah. So there's sure. there's some free podcast advice. Sure. So, Brian, how do you find the yeah. time to do the podcast with not just all your judge program responsibilities, but your responsibilities in general, with life in general? And uh, Jess and CJ actually would like to hear your answers to this as well. Oh, would they? Um, so <laughs> the, the time the time to do the podcast uh, is is. I mean, I'll be honest. I we rely on on CJ a lot. Um, to he does a lot of the show notes work and and that kind of thing. So so uh, Jess and I, our prep time is actually very little. So this basically what this uh, the podcast evening is. We just set aside a time. It's scheduled. It's it's we treat it. I don't want to say like a job because it's not a job, but we treat it. We treat it seriously. It's in our calendar as the thing that you have to do and you just make time for it. And it's, it's just like if you have a pottery class on Thursday nights that you always go to or F and M or something like that, uh, you make the time for it. And if other things, if you have to shift things around your schedule, then you just look ahead and you stay up till 3 AM doing the stuff that you didn't do earlier. Like last night. Um, so right. yeah, so there's no bitterness in that answer at so, all. No, no bitterness <laughs> at all. J- Jess, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, that's, that's very true. Uh, in my, in my house now, everybody who lives here, uh, and I live with some of, uh, some of my extended family lives with me. And, and so, uh, well, actually I guess immediate family anyway. Um, so everybody knows that every other Tuesday, it's the time that I'm recording my podcast and you, you've got to leave Jess alone during that, that time. Uh, and everybody, if they're in this area of the house, they're, they're quiet about it. And that's all very appreciated. Um, because it's, it's a serious thing, you know, it's not, it's, it maybe didn't start out that way, to be honest. It was just kind of a, a hobby or whatever, but now it's just a thing we do. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important both to set that precedent for yourself and, also, I think it's important um, to to have that be like for for me. One of the reasons I love doing JudgeCast is because I get to hang out with these cool friends of mine every couple of weeks and talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's really great. But um, as far as the other responsibilities, um, you know, I'm I'm actually really bad at juggling responsibility in general, so I have no idea. <laughs> Well, that's a very honest answer. Thank you. Uh, CJ, since since you're saddled with, as was previously mentioned, the grunt work, uh, what's your answer to this? I, it, I get the feeling it will differ slightly from Brian and Jess's. So, I mean, for me, all I did, uh, this is the opposite of what Brian does, is I, uh, if I got opportunities to be as part of any other judge program work, I just said no. <laughs> Whereas it looks like Brian said yes to every opportunity that came up. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's basically it, right? I, I was like, oh, no, sorry, I'm already doing JudgeCast. I mean, JudgeCast doesn't take up that much time. Um, but I've always been, you know, a once a month or was a once a month judge and, and stuff like that. And so JudgeCast uh, kind of could fit in pretty easily every two weeks. Uh, I would just, you know, the recording's easy, right? We schedule that. So it's really finding time to write show notes, um, which I could usually get done within 
an hour or two before the show and then or you know at work and then i could usually edit uh once again at work um when i'm supposed to be doing other stuff but i could usually get it all done in there you know the editing used to take forever because i used to edit out the ums and us and once i stopped doing that i I can edit an episode in like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes now. Sure. The absolute shock that he had when he realized nobody noticed if he didn't do that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Was I'm it shock like, or that... was it actually soul crushing? You spent all this time. Because legitimately, uh, yeah, editing an episode used to take about three times the length of the episode. So, you know, because an hour is three hours. And our episodes back then were long. Right. They were at least two hours long because uh, we hadn't really reined it in yet. So it would take me a long time, but once I stopped doing that, it helped a lot. Okay. As a side note, the reason we hadn't reined it in yet is because is partly because CJ always thought we didn't have enough content in the episode, so he would always yeah. he'd always be like, <laughs> "Oh, that's not enough topics. We've got to tack more onto this before you even <laughs> yeah. started." I always I always <laughs> want to have two topics per episode. That's a true story. Wow. I, I always thought that one topic would never be enough, so I always forced in a second topic. <laughs> And then one day it's like, hey, every episode's two hours, perhaps. All right. And we'd always have to read a few emails. Well, not that these questions haven't been fun. Your answers certainly have been fun. But Judge of the Week likes to actually ask a few fun questions. So I'm going to go around with each of you. Uh, we'll start with Brian and say, if you had to pick a Magic the Gathering card that you identify most with your other two co-hosts, which card would you pick for each of them and why? And everyone will get a, a turn at this. Uh, well, can, can I just... Can we do round robin like we did on the responsibility ones? So I don't have to sure. Cards. Sure. Okay. So just pick um, one for now. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually gonna say the the card, and this is not necessarily a flavor thing, but it's more of the mechanics. I'm gonna say that Jess is Elish Norn, and I'm wow. gonna I'm gonna explain why. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna explain why. Okay. So if you look at if you look at Elish Norn, um, it's good stats. <laughs> just, has, just, just has good stats. Um, great face, yeah, great face. Um, yeah, face especially. for radio, for podcasts. Um, um, you know, the creature has vigilance, um, which Jess is at at events and stuff like that. He is constantly aware of what's going on. Also, uh, he really supports uh, the people on his team. Uh, and going around and making sure that they're doing the best that they can and and supporting them that way. And then the that's the other creatures you you control get plus two plus two. And then the other the creatures your opponents control get minus two minus two because you're on the other Jess. And when he's arguing, look out. And there you go. There you go. <laughs> Elish Norn. Look wow. out. I hope look it was, out. I hope that's a good thing. And not a, yeah, that was surprisingly deep. I don't know if I can. That was very that. good. I I wasn't even. I, I don't even have one for Jess yet. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Jess, uh, yeah, it's your turn. Try to top that. Uh, OK, so who am I who am I going to start with here? Am I starting with uh, what's that? But if you be silent, it'll edit it out. Your your choice. My choice. Your choice. You can reciprocate or you can go with CJ. Uh, well, I I'm was going to I'll, I'll talk about both. Um, so. Brian, this is a little bit cheesy, uh, but Brian is in my mind and has been since the set came out uh, Toolcraft Exemplar. Um, uh, sure. Because because no, and so there's actually it's it's funny because he's he's in charge of the Exemplar program and now the Exemplar Sphere, I guess is that a sphere? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so technically, you know, it's it's 
Toolcraft Exemplar as a card is relatively unimposing, but if you have a thing to mess with, it just dominates the board. And that's how Brian is with projects. Like, Brian, at first glance, he doesn't go to that many events. He doesn't have time to go to that many events. And you might go, well, that guy's not really serious about being a judge, but if you give him something to to mess around with in his spare time uh, as, a, as a project, like a thing you can, here's a thing you can work on every night, that thing will get fixed. Whatever was wrong with it will get fixed, <laughs> and it, the project will happen. Uh, and it's it's it, it, he will, you know, to use a, a metaphor from the game, kind of dominate the board and and really help that get where it needs to be. Uh, as far as CJ goes, uh, I was just gonna go with Portcullis. <laughs> I knew. What will case Portcullis? Why Portcullis? Portcullis because. Uh, uh, CJ has uh, CJ has a problem sometimes with with pronouncing things correctly. That's actually a problem we all have, but he does it uh, relatively frequently in episodes. And it's it, it became kind of an, a running joke for a while, several years ago, uh, that he pronounced portcullis porculus. And so, <laughs> like, I'm I've got this image in my mind of like. Oh, what's the name of that car? Oval Snout or something? Like, there's this like <laughs> elemental pig yeah. thing. That's what I was thinking of when he said Porculus. And uh, uh, Dirkwood Boars was me. <laughs> was <mine. laughs> so, so uh, it just reminds me. It's something that's that card in any context reminds me of CJ, just because it reminds me of all of the the the. It reminds me of that specific mispronunciation, but it actually just reminds me of all of the fun stuff that goes along with doing something like this that you didn't expect. And it reminds me of CJ. It's a good story. <laughs> All right, CJ. All right. Your turn. So for Brian, uh, it's pretty easy. It's it's Bear Cub. I mean, I didn't know that card even existed before Brian was on the show. And it became kind of an unofficial mascot of JudgeCast. Uh, and also a longstanding running joke that Jess has never said Bear Cub on air. Uh, it, although I have... He has. I have signed numerous bear cubs that people have brought to me and i have actually said it in the, 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 i just said it now and i've said it, it sometime <laughs> in the last couple episodes yeah. you you have said it in the past it's also worth noting that jess did accidentally say it in that episode that failed to record yes so yes. i guess the episode <laughs> we lost. There. and we made a big deal about it there when jess has said it in the past we've actually not made a big deal about it because it wasn't until like 10 minutes later i was like wait jess said it. yeah and it was it was an episode i was actually really ill when we recorded that episode i wasn't thinking but yeah. I, I don't mind so much anymore but the 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 story behind me not saying bear cub came from the fact that even though Brian would use it he, anytime he needed to some vanilla creature for an example, he'd throw it in and it yeah. bugged the crap out of me because it's not a standard legal card. And there's no reason not to use <laughs> a standard legal card when it's just a vanilla creature. So I always used rune claw bear or whatever was standard legal at the time. And so I refused to say bear cub. I'd always replace it with something else as kind of my little like defiance against him always using bear cub. <laughs> Here, here's the... That's another role Jess has had, actually, is tried to push us into standard legal. Yeah, sure. And it's a tough fight. Sure. <laughs> but we but I would like to point out that bear cub. I mean, we don't we don't use rune care. We don't we don't use rune claw bear anymore. Bear cub bear cub has persisted and proven the test of time. You don't use Runeclaw Bear because it's not standard legal anymore. Hey, well, yeah, so? <laughs> so then, so? So then Jess, should your card actually be standard bearer? I, I like it. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> anyway. And then I don't really have one for Jess, so I'm just going to click random here and then try to make it fit. <laughs> Love it. 
Auk? Uh, Auk <laughs> <laughs> can't attack unless a creature with greater power also attacks. Auk can't block unless a creature with greater power also Good blocks. Good luck. Mm. The, that actually doesn't fit very well at all because Jess, Jess is a leader. He's not... He's not a, uh, I need to see someone else doing it well, at the same time. Well met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got, like, despise earlier. I was just clicking random ones, and I was like, that's not say despise. Oh, when I click random cards for CG, I get gone missing. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. Lost in the woods. <laughs> totally lost. Lost in the woods. Totally lost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. We're going to let CJ get away with that one? Is that okay? Eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. It's, uh... You know, if he doesn't want to pick one for me, I won't be hurt. Sure. And Brian, do you want to pick one for CJ as well, or do we want to move on? Uh, I would have to uh, 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 stutter. Come uh, gone missing sounds like it fits real well. It actually, does, does totally lost anything with uh, a fibble fib, 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 Temple of Abandon. Temple of yeah. Abandon. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I, I know somebody else already got that card. Oh, yeah, uh, fair. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is another one for the group, but we'll go through it individually. So, Jess, we'll start with you, actually. Which would what would you say was your toughest episode to record to date and what made it challenging for you? Toughest episode to record. So I'm I am uh, we don't talk about it much on the show, but I am uh, I really dislike uh having to go through the motions of doing the release notes episodes every time. Not that I dislike the episodes themselves, but I like, I dislike having to go through and look at, do the card by card, every single card. It always takes a while. And we always go through a lot of the same mechanics over and over again, where, where we're talking about, Oh, this doesn't work because, you know, things with multiple targets do this or things with, you know, only one target do this and stuff that we hit every single time. And that kind of uh, redundancy is very important for learning and it's good, but it it's very hard for me because I become um, well, frankly, I get bored with it very quickly. Um, and so the hard episodes for me are episodes where it's a little bit like I don't th- I guess it's actually easiest to talk about my favorite episodes. My favorite episodes are ones where I feel like I'm learning something. Well, what was your favorite episode? I think my we favorite can, episodes, we can include that. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite episode necessarily, but some of my favorite episodes, uh, we had a, a while back, we had one with uh, Jared Silva doing investigations, and uh, that was an information-packed episode, and I, I really like it. Um, I don't remember the number, uh, but I'll, I'll look it up and make sure that information is passed on. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite episodes. I, I, I We've done a lot of them, so I don't know. I'd have to go back and look and be sure. Sure, sure, that's, sure. That's one that comes to mind. All, um, all we really want is a favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's right. that's uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, oh, that episode was named Silva Linings Investigations Book. <laughs> <laughs> that's 111. Oh, oh that's, that's rough. 111, you said? All right. Yeah. All right, so CJ, same question. Toughest episode to record to date, what made it challenging, and what's one of your favorite episodes of JudgeCast you recorded? Yeah, I hate to steal from Jess here, but the toughest episode for me to record personally was the one where we had to do it again. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Having done it, I did not want to do that, and I don't think you guys did no. either. I did not, because we had just did it, and then we had to give up our next evening to do it again, uh, which also meant I had to rush the editing. Um, oh, that was that was awful. Uh, that was the least I've ever... I, I mean, I think we brought up just briefly hey maybe we just don't do a release notes episode this time yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how much do we really need this and the truth <laughs> yeah. is and the truth is uh, and we haven't mentioned this yet 
those are our most popular episodes by far. Mm-hmm. It's not like we can just go, oh, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of redundant. So we can't No, people yeah. love it. And that's great. I want to give people what they like, but it's uh, doing it again that one time was rough. Oh, that's and speaking as one of your listeners, I can say that your release notes episodes are ones I look forward to because I like hearing you guys talk about the new cards and that yeah. there's you. there's invariably something that comes out that's entertaining at bare minimum, if not actually informative. Uh, and usually it's also <laughs> actively informative. <laughs> nice save. Nice save. I like <laughs> and so <laughs> um, the favorites one is tough. I mean, there's a we've had a lot of really good episodes. Uh, one I, I'll mention is I and it's probably why we haven't done it again is I really liked our lair episodes, actually. Um, I People have complained about them because we make a lot of StarCraft references in one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, I think it was a great episode. I think Jess did a great job explaining dependencies in that episode and, and actually kind of touched on what Jess said. I feel like I learned something about dependencies from that episode, uh, the second Layers episode. Mm-hmm. But I thought we did a good job on those. I liked them. That episode actually was a lot of fun to record. That one and the one we did on yeah. the Modern format when Modern was relatively new. With- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Brian, uh, uh, would it be fair to not ask you the same yeah. question? So my least, uh, my least favorite episodes are the ones that I wasn't on. Um, <laughs> no, there, there was the to be to be a hundred percent the episode that we did uh, right after we got suspended mm-hmm. uh, was actually was my my motivation level was was pretty low at the time. You know, I put I I think I put on an okay face, uh, public public facing face, but I. Yeah, I just my my heart just wasn't in it. Um, so you're not talking about the oft forgotten IPG episode we did, are you? The oft forgotten. This is before we even talked about the suspension. Is that what right. you're saying? This is this is okay. this is the this is the very first episode that we did after after this, okay, the okay. suspension. It was pretty rough. We said we were suspended, but we said we couldn't really talk about right. it. Yeah, right. Gotcha. And uh, ironically, uh, my my favorite episode that that we've done. Well, the the one with with uh, uh, Matt Tabak and Sarah Mox was was a blast. Uh, but oh, yeah. but going continuing on the the theme of my favorite episodes, or the, the favorite episodes being the ones where we learned something is was episode 95, which ironically is was called what to suspend when you're suspended, uh, which is where we had uh, Eric Shukan and Guillaume Bez- Bezeline. I think is I'm pronouncing <laughs> it correctly. Um, I think it's pronounced Milichik. Milichik. Talk about the uh, talk about the player investigation committee and what yeah. goes on when a player gets suspended. Because I, for the most part, was pretty ignorant as to that whole process. And having people come on and talk about what goes on and what thought they put into it and that kind of thing, it was one of these episodes where I just kind of put my elbows on the table, put my my head in my hands, and just and just fanboyed out. Oh yeah, I remember that episode. And Eric just kept talking and talking, and it's like there's no reason to stop right. him. He's not. I love it. He's not saying anything boring. He's just he's explaining all of it. And yeah, that was good. Okay, you guys generally have a good feel for letting each other talk. So I'm just going to throw this one out there and see who picks it up. How frequently do you get people coming up to you at events to talk with you about JudgeCast? And is it mostly positive? Do you have a lot of fans? Would you like to put them all in one place and maybe go crowd surfing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now that you mention okay. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, I, I, 
I don't know what you would call frequently. I, I don't know that what you mean by frequently necessarily. So like, but it does happen. every time. It, so, so does it happen every time you go to an event at least once or multiple times or once every other event that you're at? I would say that it does not happen every event, but I would say on average it happens at least once an event. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so yeah. uh, people will sometimes come up and they will just mention it and say, I – uh, I want to say I appreciate the show for their reasons and their reasons have sometimes surprised me. And in fact, the reasons that people have had has sometimes helped me and I think uh, helped CJ and Brian and figure out, well, where are we going going with the show? You know, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's it's everything from thanks to people that want me to sign cards or in one case, a judge. And I didn't ask this judge if I could mention this on the show, so I'm not going to use their name. But a judge heard me talking on the show about. Uh, how much I missed uh, the Squeeze-Its juice bottles <laughs> and brought them to the next event we were going to be at together so that I could have some. They were oh. like, they still make these and gave them to me, gave me a pack of these. And I was like, that's actually, I think they gave me two two packs of it. And I was like, that's amazing that uh, somebody listened. Uh, we also had somebody that had special mugs made for us. Uh, yep. that we used to talk, we used to explain phasing. First of all, it was a mistake to ever explain phasing, but uh, we used to explain phasing with uh, uh, a coffee cup of phasing or a bowl of phasing, and somebody made a mug that has it's a mug of phasing written on it. It's a you know, tap. You know, turn this over, uh, and you you know phase it's phased out. Turn it back over, it's phased in, and it says in the flavor text, you know, can't guarantee the the dryness of phased permanent. Um, and it, like <laughs> that's a really cool thing that somebody had made for it. Um, so yeah, I just want to add no to that is uh, I still have that uh. I still have that mug. It's sitting on my desk still. Like it's always been. There. I use it regular um, basis. Yeah, I don't drink like coffee or anything, so I don't use it. So the best thing I can do next to that is have it on my desk. I put pins and stuff in it, which is that's using it. Um. So no, not throngs of fans, but we have some very dedicated fans, and we really appreciate them. Uh, and and people come and say hi, everything from saying hi to kind of participating in the show. You know, people will tell me, "Hey, thank you for for doing the show. You keep me company on." You know, my drive to wherever or what is and that, that's a very personal thing that they're saying it's not just like oh i listen to the show it's it's like they're talking to somebody that's been a friend to them and that's kind of like humbling and makes i don't know if humbling is the right word it, it makes me feel weird feelings you know i've had that kind of impact on people <laughs> uh yeah and if i could just jump off of that um because sure. jacob you asked is it mostly positive and for yeah. me it's been 100 percent positive oh, i've yeah. never I mean, I would like to believe that if someone didn't like Judge Cash, they'd just stop listening. Like, why? Right. I heard your, I, I've been listening to 100 straight, and I don't understand why you keep yeah. – <laughs> yeah. it just not make yeah. any yeah. sense. Occasionally, exactly. critical feedback, though. Like, somebody will say, hey, I, I think you guys could do X better. But, right. yeah. but that's still positive. Sure. Yeah. And I've, I've never felt like someone insulted me. It's it's also it's also kind of uh, neat when you are at a table at an event and I, I've been in a situation where I've given someone like a slow play warning and they're like, hey, are you Brian from Judge Cast? And I'm like, yeah. well, really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here's your here's your warning. <laughs> you know, yep. um, I've gotten that, too. Uh, yeah. So have people who have similar names. That's my favorite. Oh, so CJ Crook has gotten Crooks. a lot of messages asking him why he's leaving Judge why he's leaving judging. Oh, is he? Has <laughs> yeah, he? Why, yeah, is, why, got... why is CJ Crooks leaving, leaving Judge Cast and also judging? Yeah. 
He's not. <laughs> People want to know. Schrader. For the record, <laughs> I'm CJ Schrader. I am not CJ Crooks. Right. Uh, if but if you're going to get left, confused, the program with a, would collapse in on itself. If you get confused with a CJ, that's that's the one you want to get confused with. Oh yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. He is undisputed number one CJ. <laughs> right. Okay. So we'll, we'll start this off with uh, with Brian. What topic, or rather, is there a topic you've always wanted to use for an episode, but you haven't really found a way to make it work? Um, so yeah, so there, there is, there's a, a, a topic, um, this is, this is going to get, uh, the other guys, I haven't, I haven't really discussed this with them, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. So yes, (laughs) this, so there's, there is, um, kind of two halves to the, to the judge program in, in there's, there's the, you know, we want to, we want to help everybody out and raise them up and, and, and encourage them. And then there's the, uh, another side effect of that is a lot of people, um, uh, have a, a false self image of themselves, I guess it might, might, might not be the right way to say it, but they, they, it kind of creates this resistance to negative feedback where there's this expectation that everything is, is if it's not sunshine and roses, then it can be immediately dismissed. And it, it's there's also there, but there's also the you know if if I approach uh, someone on a personal level and talk to them about things, then they can they can process that and ingest that. But if you if you try and give feedback to certain other people, then you you meet with resistance. And dealing with that and figuring out where the balance actually is is always been a topic that I've kind of wanted to talk about, but I've never really been able to figure out how to craft an episode around that because I don't think it lends itself very well to it. Um, well, that's but, a tough topic to talk about too. Right. Right. Especially, especially in podcast form, it's better in a, in a conversation setting. Um, uh, in a, in a, in a podcast, you've got to be, you've got to, you've got to fully cover it from all the different angles and so, yeah, so basically it's – and the person transcribing this is going to get me speaking a lot of half sentences because it is very hard to construct a constructive way to talk about it. So it's it's been kind of one of these things where it's like, yeah, I'd really like to talk about it. I don't know how. I don't even know if I'm an expert or if I'm qualified to talk about it. Wow. You know, I, That's a great answer uh, and yeah, interesting topic. And if you ever find out a good way <laughs> to present that, I am definitely interested in hearing it because I think it is something that's worth talking about. Uh, I feel like we never quite cracked the the GP judge tournament report episode. We, we've given it a couple of shots and I just feel like we've never quite gotten something that is is as interesting as it could be. Uh, the first time was very bad, but that was that was one of the me and Jess. Hey, Jess, I think we should have two topics episodes, and that one didn't work out too well. The second time we tried it, I think it worked out better. But I feel like there's, I feel like there's something of that could be of interest there, kind of the day of day in the life of a judge. Um, but I feel like we haven't quite cracked it how to how to do it well. Sure. And to be clear, you mean that when one of us has gone to an event and then we are describing what happened at that event. Yeah, just yep. giving because, like I said, a lot of our listeners are just players, and they don't they don't really you know they see us walking around, but they don't see what are we doing, right? What's behind that curtain? Right. I've, it it would be cool, and and we're not going to have this opportunity more. But I kind of always had this this 
idea of if all three of us were at the same event, then we could give our perspectives of the different parts of those events. And I think we got close one episode. We did. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think that that kind of if if each of us was doing something very, very different and we were talking about the same event from from those different lenses and now we'll never get the chance because mm-hmm. CJ's you can get another host. And just do it with that host. Right. Maybe somebody who's really good about talking about their GP tournament experience live. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. I mean, you'd have to go to a GP, Brian. I, <laughs> I mean, just goes to like three times the GP we go to. So it's kind of. I know. I know. Just hard. Just uh, Yeah. My schedule has, I think, uh, so far on my schedule for the upcoming year, I, I plan to be gone at events 22 weekends. Yeah. That's insane. And that's that's almost certainly going to increase as things come up and the year goes on. So, yeah. Moving on from from that question to the next, because I think we pretty well, we pretty well spent that one uh, for all of you. But not all of you have to answer. What do you think of some of the other magic related podcasts out there? Are there ones you tune into? Are there ones that you are interested in and and like and what and for what reasons? Uh I'll, t- I'll take this because I, I, I think I probably listen to more of the, the podcast. Uh, I listen to limited resources. Probably uh, not true. What? That's probably not true. I probably listened to more oh. related podcasts than you did. Um, so let's fight. OK, so <laughs> limited limited resources. Uh, yeah, I stopped listening to that a while. Ago, OK, but, yeah. uh, constructed resources when they do episodes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hey, man. Um, All right. So. Uh, I, I like, you know, I listen to the set reviews, uh, shows that they do the level up topics. I think that's, that's fascinating. I don't draft a whole lot, but I think it's, it's, it is a fun way to learn about, uh, and learn about thinking about cards that, uh, I might not necessarily be exposed to because I don't draft. Um, the, there's Mark Rosewater's podcast drive to work is pretty cool. Um, listen to Monday night magic, uh, and, uh, um, uh, the mana pool, uh, both of those, uh, I really like uh, Chewy uh, as a he's a good guy, he's a good friend, uh, so I like listening to those shows. And they're especially the mana pool. The mana pool is um, specifically they celebrate magic in a way that is different from other podcasts. Uh, they don't necessarily talk about like what decks are doing awesome at what events and that kind of thing. They just hey. Remember when uh, zombies were cool? Let's talk about all the cool zombies uh, from from Magic's history. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, you want to talk about? Let's 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 come up with a card and let's go around Robin and make a deck about those cards. Like the, they they really remember what makes Magic fun outside of events and tournaments. And so I like I like that. That's that's really appealing to me. Very cool. Uh, so I'll add a couple. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one I've been listening to lately is Unspoken Realms, uh, and it's it's an audio version of the story. Um, I actually appreciate that a lot because I just found that I just didn't have enough interest to read the story anymore, but I do have enough interest to listen to the story. So that helps me uh, still keep up with it, hoping that one day it, it will grab my interest again. Like, like the next set has Nickel Bolas. I mean, that, maybe they'll resolve something with him. Mm-hmm. If they do that, that would be very interesting to me. Um, so 
I like that podcast a lot. And I and I still listen to Random Discard, but they actually don't really talk about magic anymore. But I'm a big fan of Aaron Lacuse, and it's kind of a crime that we never had him on, on this show yet. Um, but he's kind of falling out of magic as well. So mm. right, we may have missed our chance there. But so at this point, Random Discard just kind of talks about random topics, but and some of their older ones. And then discards them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were originally called um, Card Advantage, but then there's a store here in Georgia that also has that name, and they, mm. there's confusion and all this stuff. Sure. So sure. I actually, until this moment, did not realize they were no way related. <laughs> 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 so, Jess, do you have anything to add? Do you have any uh, podcasts you've listened to? that I, I do have podcasts I listen to. Uh, I don't actually listen to many magic podcasts, though, so I don't really have much sure. to add in this sure. this for that answer okay so sticking with you jess because i know the answer to this one uh do you you play competitive magic and what are your favorite formats to play and do they differ from your favorite formats to judge uh i do play competitive magic um i that's how i got into judging i i really enjoyed the competitive magic scene and i wanted to help make it better um and i i still play when i have the opportunity um, when I'm able to, I go to team events. Um, I love playing with, uh, the team that I've, I've grown accustomed to playing with. And, uh, uh, my favorite formats are limited and modern. Um, I enjoy drafting sealed is a bit of a, uh, uh, I don't like sealed as much. I do like sealed, but not as much as drafting team sealed is great because you have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's also much more skill testing than regular sealed. Uh, and do they differ from my favorite formats to judge? Well, I don't really have favorite formats to judge. I, I hear that question a lot. Like, what are your favorite formats to judge? And I don't really understand it because judging is judging, right? Like, like I guess there are formats where certain interactions are more likely to come up, or maybe you want to do legacy because weird stuff happens, or maybe you want to, you know, judge. Do commander because weirder stuff happens. No, that's that's just I don't, no, no, <laughs> I want I want as little to do with commander as I can get away with. Um, in any capacity. <laughs> um, in fact, I can count on one hand the number of times I have played Commander. Hmm. Um, anyway, I I do enjoy judging uh non-standard events more. I don't dislike standard, but standard tends in recent years to become considered solved relatively quickly, mm-hmm. and the format tends to become stale. Sure, um, and this leads to a lot of repeat questions people ask you the same thing over and over and over again um and uh the first few times it's great because you know the answer and then after that you're just like i feel like you guys should know this by now but obviously they shouldn't because it's not the same person asking you over right and <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a skill you have to work on not getting annoyed when you're asking the question i mean because it's not that person's fault they don't know yeah players yeah. don't really like it when you roll your eyes at them after they yeah. ask the question that's bad customer service generally that's speaking well, it's also it's also often not questions that actually come up very often it's always like but if i cast emrakul and then i make him cast emrakul on his turn right uh what what happens um and you're like this has never happened to you i know this has never happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> but they want to know isn't that yeah, what you're here it's for? fine and 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 i answer them and we all have a good time but um i'm pretty sure i've been asked that question way more times than it's, mm-hmm. than it's actually happened at events that i've been at right right uh brian cj do you guys play competitive magic or i mean cj obviously the the answer to this question is is diminished from possibly what it was like in the past play competitive magic i've played in i don't know two pvtqs uh that's it well that's not never 
I, I don't play competitive magic. Sure. Uh, and I only played sealed. Okay. I, I, I like limited. I used to draft with my friends a lot. Uh, so I, I played, I played competitive back in the mid nineties <laughs> and, uh, I didn't, and then they invented fire and then they invented uh. fire. No, it's, it's, I, I played, I played competitively when, you know, type two was new, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't like it. I was, I was decent at it. I did well. I put up good numbers. Um, but I don't like playing the same deck over and over and over again. I kind of look at it as like, I see, I see magic as, you know, thousands and thousands of different cards. Why would I want to constrain myself to the same 60 for six rounds, eight rounds, nine rounds? Why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a much bigger fan of of Commander as a format, and my favorite way to play though is actually uh, a sixty card constructed free for all multiplayer casual. You know, anything goes. Just build your deck and you know have fun. Wow. Uh, so that that's that's my preferred way to play if I want to build a ninja deck or if I want to build a sure. Morox deck or something like that. That's the way I like to play. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Commander kind of, at least in this area, kind of killed that off. Everybody mm-hmm. went to play Commander, so I've adapted. You know, I'll go, I'll play, I'll play Commander, and it's fun. And you know, you get a bunch of group of people, and you see a bunch of weird, crazy, wacky things, and that's what I enjoy about the game. So that's that's what I do. I don't. Uh, I'll draft if I draft. I'll draft, and then I might play a game, and then I'll leave. You know, I'll play in pre-releases, uh, but you know, and then I'll I'll stick around until I get my packs. But uh, definitely not anything where I gotta like sit and play the same deck over and over again. Sure. So Brian, if Magic died tomorrow, nobody plays the game anymore. Would you still record some kind of podcast? Do you enjoy the experience? As it sits. And if you would, what would it be about? Oh, huh. Uh, probably not. Okay. Because just, just because at this particular, at this particular point in time, you know, between I'm a, a working full time, single dad, uh, magic, it would be, if magic disappeared, probably find, I'd probably find something else to occupy that time and probably wouldn't podcast. I mean, I get like a, it's a hypothetical question, but the truth is, if Wizards shut down tomorrow, Magic would continue to be played for 20, 30 more years, you know? Sure. That's the interesting thing about it. Uh, but can I jump into this? Question? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I am facing this. So mm-hmm. one thing I never expected is that uh, podcasting would become my hobby as well. Uh, I, In fact, before we started JudgeCast, I thought podcasting was pretty stupid. Uh, I thought podcasts were pretty stupid. I thought, I don't know, I just didn't understand it. I just didn't get it. Um, but except for JudgeCast, I liked JudgeCast. It's like the only one I listened to to start. Uh, it was my gateway drug. Uh, since then, I listen to a ton of podcasts now. Uh, it's actually all I listen to. Um, so I've, I've completely turned around on that. And I really enjoy podcasting, and I'm going to miss podcasting. Um, so you might, in fact, pick up a podcast if you find a new passion. I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what it could be. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I've been trying to glom onto other podcasts. Uh, I've been trying to get onto random discard and even some eternal, uh, the card mm-hmm. game, not, not the format, mm-hmm. um, podcasts. I've been like, Hey, you, uh, you guys 
Need anything there? Unfortunately, the eternal rules niche, it doesn't really need to be filled. Not mm-hmm. as an ongoing series. Right. I don't know, but I am loving that game. So I'm, I'm listening to two podcasts about it now. Jess, do you have anything to add? No, I don't think so. It was uh, it's a it's a it's a weird contrived situation that magic might go away tomorrow uh, because it's not right now. It's it's making money uh, and it's it's maybe not making as much money as it might have in the last couple of years. But if you look at it over the last decade, it's just exploded. Um, And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, If it did, if 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 you were somehow I think it would be more likely that something happened in the podcast world that made it harder. Like, like, I, I don't know. But um, if something happened that I just couldn't, for whatever reason, be doing judge casts anymore, um, I would love to be involved in a podcast. But, but it, it would also have to be with people that I actually want to do it with. A lot of the, the appeal of doing judge casts for me is uh, not just that, I get to do it with two awesome friends of mine, but also that I get to do it for a community of people that I really care about um, is for magic judges and people interested in magic rules, which is important to me. Uh, and I think that uh, it would be hard for me to find a topic that could match that. Sure. Sure. All right. I've been really, really excited to get the answer to this question because I got to know, and it's been bothering me for a while. Where did your intro song come from? What is it? So I can answer that. It is uh called seed by carbon leaf uh, I, I can add a link to the youtube of it in the show notes um i don't know anything about this band i know sean kenan i say got permission to use the song uh when he started up judge cast he so you know we've we've always had this as our theme but when sean and ricky and jose were doing the show they actually changed their theme uh quite a bit uh it's just that this i think this theme is the theme that it was in the episode right before we took over so this is what became the theme but they actually changed it very often so is it a fair use thing now or is did the permission just sort of carry over with the name of the cast yeah i mean uh, permission went to judge cast sure i don't i don't know man don't start to ask legal questions <laughs> i think i think it's uh i think it was always i don't even think you had to have permission for this particular okay so. yeah we're, we're gonna say yes yeah and... <laughs> yeah all right well, if you guys get anything from uh, from Carbon Leaf, let me know. Yeah. All right. Uh, only a couple of questions left, guys. We powered through this pretty well. Uh, this next one, I'm not sure if it's going to go anywhere, but do you have any plans to expand what your group does? And I guess this is mostly for, for Jess and, and Brian. Beyond the podcast, like any kind of JudgeCast-hosted events, a stream of one of you going on mitgo and and doing something anything like that so we've we've talked about having like a judge cast l1 class or a judge cast l2 class or policy stuff and it's it's always been or or even or even just um you know like doing a patreon and and uh putting out the the before show chatter uh, and it's it's never panned out. So we have we have plans to have plans, and that's about and that's about as far as it goes because we're we're all busy in in other projects and other and other aspects. And I think at this particular point in time, in order to do more with JudgeCast, we would have to give something up. 
And at mm-hmm. this particular point, it's it's easier to not start something new than to give up something that you're already doing. Sure. Jess, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, we've talked a lot about the possible things that we could do, and we've come up with a lot of really good ideas. Uh, the problem is that they all require a lot more work, and they all the vast majority of them don't don't offer anything uh, to us in return. And I'm not trying to make that sound greedy. What, what I'm saying right. is that we, we're already doing something uh, at, at a little bit of an expense. And there's a, you know, we don't really want to do more that, than, than that at the same expense. So if we could turn this into something, the JudgeCast, let, let me be clear, the JudgeCast podcast is always going to remain a free resource for people. We have no intention of charging people for it. But if we could turn this into something where we actually did make enough to cover our expenses, we would probably be way more inclined to actually go, hey, well, how can we expand to this? Does that make sense? Sure. But could you do, for example, like host a tournament and proceeds go to supporting JudgeCast and I, something I, I to think, that effect? I think that's a really good idea. Uh, I don't yeah, know I don't that we've, we've ever about that. considered that. Uh, nope. we'd, uh, we definitely have to figure out the fine details of it, but I think it's a really good idea. Maybe it's something we'll look into in the future. You could possibly get some judges who are enthusiastic about it to, to help you out with that endeavor. Uh, just something to think about. So last question, uh, that I have down on my prepared sheet, at least, where do you guys see the future of judge cast? What would you like to see happen over the next year with respect to judge cast? I would like to hear CJ's answer to this question. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would as well. <laughs> okay. Um, it would be great if we could get some of those other things off the ground, you know? The problem is it's work to do things right. that will make it less work. You know, you have to do the work up front. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember we all met once, and we all sat over lunch, and the plan was we were going to talk about uh, Patreon or whatever, and then we just talked about other stuff, because that, that's what we want to do. We just want to talk about other stuff. Sure. We want to do the podcast, and then we want to talk about other stuff, fun things. Um, but it would be great to see those get off the ground. Uh, actually, I think Jess talked about it in our year end episode. Um, I think, I think it's prime opportunity to see a lot more guests come on. Um, I think we got a little too, we probably got a little too stuck in a rut cause it's, it's easy for us three to just show up and, and cover a topic, but bringing on guests, I really think really helps bring on, uh, even more, uh, experience and, and, and different, uh, I don't know the word. I guess experience, but perspectives, perspectives. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. You uh, talked about bringing on uh, people, l- lesser known people, people who, whose name are, isn't out there as much. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I mean, beyond that, I, I just want to, you know, it, it better keep going. Like, or what? See, or, or, or I start back up Cast North <laughs> and I run that. You live like 15 miles north of me. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And I'm north of Brian too. Oh, he is. Do we, do we need to see if we can make that actually make make him make good on that threat? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. And no, then you I mean, guys I'm... jump on to Judgecast North and it's just the three of you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look forward to adding it to my subscriptions and becoming a listener. It's not on your True. subscriptions now? No, I don't. Why would it be? Okay. Yeah. We we actually did uh, several years ago. We talked about uh, some other like hosting other podcasts under the Judge Cast umbrella. Yeah. Um. And 
that was that was an idea. There were some other podcasts that were starting up, and we were like, you know, hey, this might be kind of a cool thing. Do like a podcast network, and I'm I'm actually going to say I'm glad we didn't because those podcasts didn't last. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there is it is actually very very difficult to produce content every other every other week uh on a on a consistent manner uh, in a consistent basis and you know a lot of a lot of people say oh we can we can do this we can do this and then you get four episodes in five episodes in and there's a point where it stops being all fun and games and starts there starts being like a heavy work component and you start realizing that oh well i, I can't just say eh we won't do it this Tuesday night. We'll do it on Wednesday. And if we can't do it on Wednesday, then we'll do it on Thursday. If we can't do it on Thursday, I guess we just miss a week. Um, so, but, and there's some, there, there are some ideas, you know, uh, we might bring contests back. Uh, there's always been, there's always been some little neat things. I've always had this, this concept of, uh, judge tales in the back of my head where, we get listeners to send woo, yeah <clears throat> where we get uh judges to send in like a 30 second story and then we splice them all together and have that be an episode you know that's that's kind of one of the things that that's a that really cool idea might be something yeah it's also a lot of work mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of work uh, yeah. that seems to be a recurring theme with all of this it it does it, i mean it might happen one one quarter after an exemplar wave ends. I don't, you know, <laughs> to, to sure. be honest, I think the, the theme is that, that we have grown very content with way, with what judge cast is and what it, what, what it does. Um, sure. and, and it's okay for us to get a little bit outside of that comfort zone, but we don't want to push ourselves outside of that comfort zone to the point where, well, now it's so much work. We don't want to do it. Right. Because we really love judge cast. We don't want it to stop because, because it became a labor instead of something we love. Right. Sure. There, there was a, there was a phrase I used in college a lot, which is I got so much work to do. I'm not going to do any of it. <laughs> um, and yeah, we don't want that to happen with, with judge cast. Well, uh, just, do you have anything else to add about uh, what you'd like to see for the future of judge cast? I think that it's, that's actually been discussed really well. I, I, I think uh, I would love to see it expand uh, if I get both the time and the motivation to really dig into that, maybe I will, and maybe we'll have something extra in the future. But uh, in the immediate future, I want to see Brian and I uh, be able to to make Judge Cast work sans CJ. Hmm. You almost um, said make Judge Cast great again, didn't you? <laughs> I did almost say make Judge Cast great again. <laughs> then I went with something alternative. Uh, oh, um. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like that's going to be a bit of a challenge, and it, it's probably good to have that focus right now. Uh, well, that's oh. all I. Ha- oh, oh, go on. No, I was to say, I think uh, I think you were about to say you're you're wrapping up the questions, and I wanted to say uh, sure. how much. Is, so, thank you for coming on, talking about Judge of the Week, and and asking us all these questions because I've actually had a lot of fun answering them. Yeah, oh, I'm glad, and and so, thank you guys. You've been uh, you've been real good sports about this whole thing, uh, about all of my my bizarro questions that uh, that we came up with here, and oh. you provided some very interesting answers. Uh, I hope people learn things they find interesting from this. I know I did. Well, thank so, you very much. 
Yep. So thank you, thank you yeah, again, thanks. Jacob, for being on. Uh, at the end of the episode, we always let people plug whatever they want to. Now, obviously, uh, Judge of the Week, there will be a link in the show notes. But is there anything else you'd like to plug, Jacob? Uh, well, other than Judge of the Week, uh, I also have been contributing more frequently to the feedback loop, which I'm sure a lot of judges know about. But if you're not aware of it, you should check out the feedback loop. It's uh, Ricky Hayashi's blog. I've been a... Uh, guest poster on there and I've been doing that uh, more recently. I, I've had two posts go up on there talking about different types of coaching for coaching different types of individuals. Other than that, uh, if you want to come out to Indianapolis, it's my first red shirt. I'm very excited about that. Oh, for a, a star city then. Yeah. For star city. Sweet. Are you, uh, you have the, the classic Yeah, standard classic. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, nice. Thank you. I'm, Really looking forward to it. I get to work with uh, Rob McKenzie and Chase Colpin. Nice. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I never really thought about how the how I would end the last show. Um, so my last show, excuse me. There are there will be others. Um, I do want to say, you know, thanks for everyone for listening. If you ever want to contact me, you can. Um, I'm not going into the normal spiel. You can contact them at judgeguys at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter or like them on Facebook. But uh my email address is just my name at gmail.com. I'm going to be on Judge Apps because I don't think you can get off a of Judge Apps. So you can send me a message there. Um, my last event is February 18th here in Georgia. It's just a PPTQ. But if you're if you're there, then come out to Gigabytes and say hey. Um, beyond that, I do. I, I'm going to miss. Uh, I'm going to miss the fans. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss uh, doing this every other week with Jess and Brian. I'm going to miss that a lot. Like I said, if there's some way I could keep doing JudgeCast but quit judging, I would have. And JudgeCast is a large part of why I didn't quit after the suspensions. I mean, it may have been the reason I didn't quit. Uh, the, uh, you know, I, I've just always loved the show and I've really enjoyed doing it for the past nearly five years. Just tried to push me to stay two more episodes to make it five years. But um, so I really appreciate what uh, all the listeners and all the kind things I've heard and the mugs and signing play mats people don't believe me my wife doesn't believe me that people ask me to sign things <laughs> uh, it's been great uh you know i'll try to stop by local gps just to say hi and stuff like that because i am going to miss the judge community despite you know anything negative i may have said about you know anything i'm not liking about judging i still like judges uh so it'll be tough but i will figure out what to do next so all right <laughs> well <laughs> for uh one last time, my name's Cedar Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks. I keep it fun. Yeah, I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep... I can't come up with something funny after a depressing ending <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, I keep it... Uh, uh, uh. I don't want to put any more brain power into figuring this out on okay. the fly. Again. I'm just going to read the email Cause... and you read what you wrote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we can have a robot do this for us. Uh, I just want to say that I love your show and I've learned a lot from listening and hope you can settle this for me. I have an artifact deck that uses cards like Ensnaring Bridge and Portculus to stop attacks until I set up the win. I win by then playing Titania's Song, and I'll read all these cards in a second. I win by then playing Titania's Song to turn all my artifacts into creatures and then swing. 
My question comes into account when I play Titania's song. It states that all artifacts become creatures with power and toughness equal to its converted mana cost. They also lose all abilities. Portculus says that if it leaves play, all creatures removed by it return to the battlefield under their owner's control. My opponent says that Porculus loses all abilities, the creatures return, but I feel that they would remain removed until Porculus actually leaves play. Oh, Porculus is weird. It has, yep. a, it has a not standard wording today. I'll, let me read Porculus's actual wording. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if there are two or more other creatures on the battlefield, exile that creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's hand, its owner's control when Porculus leaves the battlefield. Uh, and when you say actual wording, you mean Oracle text? Yes. And not what the I actual mean wording is, written on the card. You mean, okay. I mean Oracle text. And what I mean is that is one big ability. It's not like Oblivion Ring where it's two abilities, two triggered abilities. You're just answering my question then, right? Probably. Anyway. Yeah. That's just... Um, hey, but speaking of M14, there's that worm that has wording similar to Porculus. Port, portculus? Portculus. 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 I called it Porkculus that time, like like pig. It's like Portculus. Portculus. It's a real word. It's not made up. I, I started off saying it right, but near the end, I just I just lost it, okay? Um, it sounds like some sort of animal, like a porcupine <laughs> and a Edward Cullen hybrid vampire porcupine. So anyway, Brian... <laughs> Read your answer. What? Uh, I was uh, okay. So port, uh, port, portculus, portculus, Alice, porcupine, 